Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Why is Canada such a high-priority target for China? It's pretty simple uh, because we make it way too easy for them. Uh, the Globe and Mail dropping yet another stark revelation into how big, how deep, and how wide the threat of Chinese interference is in this country. And according to their reporting from a top-secret CSIS intelligence assessment, uh, we're a very high-priority target for China. And China is our biggest threat of interference and have built a vast and very deep influence network right through our politicians, our business execs, our diaspora communities. And uh, they do it because there's absolutely no fear of consequence because, of course, we don't put obstacles in their way. And so they look at uh, Canada and say, well, low risk, high reward, but it's a nine-page report. It is deeply troubling, in many cases, I think quite chilling, as to how far Chinese agents have gone to intimidate uh, Canadians. So let me bring in Steve Chase, senior parliamentary reporter for The Globe and Mail. You and Bob Fife dropping this piece, and uh, wow, thank you for joining. Good morning. All right, just um, in in one of the uh, revelations, we learned that uh, Michael Chong, conservative uh, MP, was targeted. Uh, in fact, his, his relatives overseas were targeted, and they wanted to make him an example, of court, according to the reporting of a man named uh, Zhao Wei, a Chinese diplomat here in Canada, was, uh, I guess, working uh, to, to kind of intimidate, um, you know, Mr. Chong's family. Um, and he, this is a man who was named as part of the clandestine operation that has been uh, re reported. Michael Chong didn't even know that this happened. Can you take me through what the, the intelligence revealed? Sure. Yeah, and just some background. Michael Chong, of course, is the one who sponsored. He's the Canadian parliamentarian who sponsored a motion in February 2021 that passed and was adopted where the House of Commons declared that China's uh, abuse and mistreatment of the Uyghurs and other minorities in Xinjiang amounts to a genocide. Now that uh, that declaration, that motion, was one of the first in the world passed in a legislature in the world. Yeah. And of course, there's been many since, many of them since. Uh, and this angered the Chinese greatly. So in this reporting, what we've learned is that China's Ministry of State Security wanted to target MPs connected to this motion uh, because they wanted to uh, basically, they want they were interested in making sure that they set an example out of people. So what they said is that they thought they were doing research, conducting research to find out um, about an unnamed MPs, unidentified MPs, relatives who may be located in the PRC, as a possibly a way in the future of using that uh, to uh, as leverage. Now we were told by a national security source that. The, the unnamed MP mentioned in the document is, in fact, Michael Chong. Mm -hmm. And, of course, um, he has relatives in Hong Kong. His family uh, came from Hong Kong. And he, of course, was sanctioned by the Chinese back in uh, March 2021. And, of course, it was all it was very disturbing for him to learn when we called him last week that, in fact, uh, that, that he had been targeted in this way. And the uh, national security source that we used in the story also said that the uh, that Zhao Wei, a Chinese diplomat in Canada, was the one working on this matter and helping conduct research on it. 
Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Michael Chong has uh, now issued a statement saying that he did learn from the Globe and Mail about this, which speaks to the question that really is the one question we can't get an answer on from the Prime Minister. What did you know and when and what did you do about it? Because for Michael Chong to find out through a newspaper that this was going on, um, you know, speaks to the fact that, you know, he, he wasn't warned by anybody. And I don't understand how, I don't even understand or can't conceive of how that, that is okay at, at any level for any party. Yeah, I'm speechless myself. I don't understand uh, why he wasn't warned about it. In fact, um, it is the sort of thing you would think would be a priority for people. But again, one of the things that we've heard about in the past, and this is something which is a, a longer discussion, which we can have at a different time, mm-hmm. is that CSIS is often forbidden because of its mandate from giving details to people, mm-hmm. unless it's in the course of a criminal investigation. So CSIS is actually gagged. And one of the things that people in the intelligence community have been asking for is to broaden CSIS's mandate so it can talk more specifically and clearly about threats and about foreign interference because it can speak more plainly and dip into its bag of secrets and, and, and reveal them when necessary. Yeah, um, I mean, there's so much about this that bothers uh, me and should bother, I think, Canadians. The fact that this guy is still, uh, you know, uh, Zhao Wei, um, he's still in this country. No one has been kicked out. Uh, anybody has been kicked out, which is why, why is this government... Protecting these people is the one question, and why haven't they sent anybody home? Um, but are we going to get these answers? I know that this week is kind of a busy week where uh, cameras will be kind of focused on Alexander Trudeau testifying and all that. But, I mean, the fact is we've got people in this country that are intimidating Canadians, um, and we're not kicking them out. Absolutely, and so that's what we're hoping to get some answers to. I'm not sure whether we will, <laughs> um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, my laughter is just because we haven't gotten answers on anything. And the longer this drags out, uh, I think it becomes a concern, Steve, because you know, uh, Bob would know, Sam Cooper would know, the people reporting on this would know that the longer this takes, uh, you know, the less opportunity we have to actually stop it. Australia is working around the clock 24-7 on this issue, and yet four or five months later, we can't get a straight answer. And there is absolutely no urgency or doesn't seem to be to get to the bottom of this. And I think if the Prime Minister could make this go away, he would. It just kind of keeps dripping out. I know. Yeah, absolutely. That's where, that's the situation we're in. We are waiting for some kind of word from David Johnson, the former Governor General, who is tasked with determining by March 20, sorry, May 23rd, whether or not a public inquiry is necessary. And of course, uh, that date is, is, is um, coming up. It's three weeks away. Yeah, and I and I guess we'll hear something. But there have been so many, as you know, whether it's the uh, Trudeau Foundation with you know questionable payments that have been made, you know the board quitting. We've got board members speaking out and testifying as to what they were concerned about. There's all there's so much to to get to the bottom of. My concern is that this thing has been um, so muddied uh, that we're never going to get any straight answers, let alone any action. I don't need to explain to you how difficult this reporting is. It, it's 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 tough. It's not the easiest reporting to do. Uh, but the muddier it gets, I, I think uh, the concern is that we will not actually do the things that we need to, whether that's the Foreign Agents Registry, which, um, you know, now apparently is uh, top business, but they're still consulting on it in this government. They, like, they just put mm. it in. They're not putting it in. They just want to consult and talk about these things that they've been told for years to do. It's, it's certainly been a while. They have uh, been looking at a foreign registry for more than a year and uh, uh, have not been moving with alacrity. I, I don't know if that's changing, but uh, it's certainly been on the agenda for uh, more than a year. Yeah. Uh, 
has have, have any of your sources said is that would that change things? Is it as something as simple as a foreign registry, which obviously uh, some have spoken out against? But is that the answer? Because if it's not done right on that level, and it's not done the way Australia did it well, or the United States have done it, what we're hearing yeah. is it's part of the answer. I mean, you this obviously doesn't capture Chinese diplomats, right. but it covers it would capture people who are working on behalf of China. The idea is to identify people, and, and that is a disincentive. If somebody knows that they're being asked to do something for another country, and they know that they could run afoul of the registry and face a big fine or criminal charges, and that's another disincentive to 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 uh, to taking that kind of action. As you may have noticed uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, the U.S. government has charged mm-hmm. two um, Americans of Chinese origin with um, with a number of charges, including effectively not registering for the Chinese foreign be it as, as working for the Chinese government on the U.S. Um, foreign registry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, there was a reporting about their Chinese police stations. They had people arrested right away, and, of course, there was evidence of uh, showing, you know, connections to Canada. And uh, and we've got RCMP officers who just, I guess, sit their car outside of these things and don't do anything. And so it's hard to see how it's taken seriously or serious uh, enough. But nonetheless, I'll wait for the next big drips to come, and uh, it's, it's fascinating. Steve, I appreciate your time on it. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Take care. That is uh, Steve Chase, Globe and Mail reporter. He and Bob Fife uh, dropping the latest uh, installment of Chinese interference. And again, Michael Chong issuing a statement. He had no idea this was going on. How is that at all? Paul, how is that at all okay that the guy's not warned, not warned at all that his family was being harassed or intimidated in Hong Kong? It's not, not for any politician. That's not the kind of country we want. Where we have politicians who are being. Uh, you know, uh, threatened in course or their family. It's just not okay. So the question is, who knew what and when in the prime minister's office? And what did you do about it? Because if the prime minister knew this was going on and didn't do anything about it, I mean, that's beyond a, um, that's a, a beyond something you just stepped down for. But again, we'll see if we can ever get answers on this. But you see, it's not going away. The story's not going away. It's just going to continue to drip, drip, drip. And I, at this point, I would, just, I would just like them to fix it. Let's just stop playing games and start putting in solutions.